0: Welcome to the Lives of Courage podcast with me, Jessica Stong. Each week, we'll look at ways to choose courage every day, as I know even the smallest acts of courage matter. Through inspiration and action, we can grow into who we are truly meant to be. So welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, sweet friends. I'm so excited for today's podcast about connection. Get ready, we're going to talk about why connection matters, the personal, the social, and spiritual connections you can make. But I'm also so thrilled to teach you how to use the tear process for really looking at our thoughts, emotions, actions, and results when it comes to creating connections. We're going to do a lot of work um, and like action planning. So, you're going to need a piece of paper, notebook, or journal for today's life. So, I just wanted to be clear here. These trainings are intended to give you a sample of what I do in my one to one coaching. We take the four C's of the cycle of courage, which is cognition connection, commitment, and change that we've been talking about for the last month and use it as a blueprint to change our lives. I was thinking about it after I was visiting my parents' house, which hallelujah, we can visit them um, and social distance and and do all the things and keep ourselves safe. Um, Our shelter in place orders have been lifted here in Kansas. And um, so at maximum of 10, we do not have that larger family. So We're so excited. Anyway, my dad draws house plans. It's like the framework, the idea for building the house, what you can do, what the idea is. So I want you to think about that. I... In coaching, so we have that, like, in these sessions and these podcasts and these training sessions, I hope to give you the blueprint. And then in coaching, I'm going to bring the tools and the materials along with what you have, and we're going to work together to build the house. I'm going to be, like, the general contractor to help you manage the process and stay on track. I've done this many times for, like, general contractors. You wouldn't hire someone that hasn't done it, that they're just trying... And I know that my belief in the transformation will carry you. My belief in the house that is possible will carry you. And I just thought this might be a good example of how I hope these trainings can help you and give you the blueprint along with how coaching really works along with this. And as for coaching, you all know that all you have to do is book a free discovery session to learn more. That's it. There's never any obligation. But just know I got you, boo. Okay, so here's the deal. For today, we know that connections have the power to change your brain. And what we are doing in this work is changing your brain to change your life. But before we get started, I want you to rate how you feel on a scale of 1 to 10 in each area. You're going to provide your brain feedback on the process. And this is so helpful. So I want you to rate on a scale of one to 10, one being uh, low, 10 being really high, really connected. I want you to rate how connected you feel to yourself. And then how connected do you feel to others on that same scale, one to 10? And then same scale, how connected do you feel spiritually? And you can type like you can write this out if you're if you're driving, you just pause, you do you, boo, um, think about it, whatever works. So I always say, uh, you know, like, uh, connection matters. So why does it matter? What studies, like, are we just making this up? No, there are so many studies that I want to talk about. But I'm gonna keep it quite basic, knowing that I can get into with you when I do coaching, I always provide documentation and and just really understanding of why this works. But I, I think about it like this, pre-corona or before corona BC, right? Um, we would see report after report about how social connections boost health outcomes, help us live longer, inspire passion and creativity, <laughs> excuse me, strengthen our immune system. Connection makes us feel like we aren't alone. Isn't that uh, we know this, but it's sometimes hard. And we forget. and people who feel connected to others have lower rates of anxiety and depression. Studies also show that those who feel connected have higher reports of self-esteem, are more empathetic to others, more trusting and cooperative, and as a consequence, others are more trusting and cooperative. T- cooperative, that's not an easy word to say for me with them. Social connectedness thereby, Generates a positive feedback loop of social, emotional, and physical well-being. And of course, you know, I love a good psychological theory and under in framework. So I'm going to talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which includes social connection, right? Just above physiological needs and safety needs. And then we move up his hierarchy one step above to self-esteem. And this is the personal side to connection. And I cannot wait to chat about this. And then using Maslow's hierarchy, we also see the need for spiritual connection, for purpose, for self-actualization, whatever you want to call it. And I would be remiss not to mention That there are study after study, um, 3,000 studies in one specific area related to prayer, but in general, this idea of spiritual connection really reduces stress, improves depressive symptoms. The the, the list truly goes on. Um, It it helps you live longer, lowers your blood pressure, improves social connection. Again, the, the main takeaway is that connection matters. And I also want us to briefly think about what has happened to connection during this pandemic. What has happened to our brains and what are the implications for this? With social distancing, I want you to think about this. Do you feel less connected to others? Or maybe you are checking more in with your family. Or oh, what if we are sick or we get sick and we have to attend to that? So that's our safety uh, need on Maslow's hierarchy. Then do we have room for connection? Or what if we've lost our job? Do you feel distance or separated from others? Or let's say you worked in an office and relied on that for your social life. Are you struggling? And I would argue here, just stay with me on this, that the way you are feeling now is just an exacerbation of what you were feeling pre-corona. And the good news is that we know how to work with our emotions. We know how to work with anybody's emotions. And we know our brains can change at any time. We've discussed before that what you focus on, you get more of. So let's say I see goodness of those supporting others, those that decorated their sidewalks and windows, those that gave away food and those on the front lines, or those that played music or did, sang in their their neighborhoods. And I'm going to be honest here. I felt big feelings of overwhelming gratitude. Like I would tear up, I still do, when thinking about the doctors, the nurses, those working in grocery stores, or at a restaurant. I feel connected to others despite social distance and sheltering in place at home. So has your experience been same or different? I want you to think about that. And let me be clear here, it wasn't always this way. Maybe you might be like me, like I was in the beginning, And I felt overwhelmed by homeschooling. And I never felt like I was going to get it all together. I didn't know how I was going to manage the needs of my family and my business. Maybe you felt like it wasn't fair and you didn't feel connected to others anymore. The social shelter at home was not okay. And I mean, I did too at times. But I had to keep reorienting my brain. I knew, I, I, just knew it was important. I worked with a, my own coach. I mean, at the beginning, all my brain could see was the hardship and the unknowns and the panic. And I have to be honest with you. I was able to switch from the negativity bias that is inherent in our brains, to this negativity loop, because I've done so much work on the tear process we've, that we've discussed. And we're going to go through it more today on how you can implement it in your life. I also want to know if you feel closer to yourself right now. I, I'm joking on this, but I, I you've had plenty of time, right, to sit with your thoughts and emotions. Just kidding. Or maybe you've learned more about yourself during this time and feel a greater sense of connection and love and self-respect for rolling with all the changes and surviving this time. And what about your connection to your spiritual base? Has your relationship or connection with God, the divine, changed as a result of what you're feeling about coronavirus? We know connection matters. There's no dispute. But I wonder what you think corona has played into this need. I also suspect there will be long-term repercussions if we don't manage our thinking about it. Okay, I need to get off my soapbox, so I'm just going to dive in. To the three areas of connection. So in the cycle of courage, we have three areas of connection, personal, social, and spiritual. As I've touched on before, here's what I want you to offer. I, I, what I want to offer you right now. Are you ready? If we think and feel connected to ourselves, the personal, to others, the social, to our spirituality, we act out of connection. We connect. If we have a relationship with ourselves and every single person and thing we encounter in the world, we have that relationship. And it might be unpleasant or unhelpful relationship, but we have a relationship. We have a connection with the place we live, the work we do, the people around us. But most importantly, we have a connection with our life. All of these connections are based around one thing, our thoughts about it. Our connection, our feelings of connection come from our thoughts and our emotions and the action we take. What? Great. Here we go. Connection comes from your thoughts and emotions and the action you take. So when clients come to me with thoughts, that they don't have time to invest in themselves or look inward, or maybe they come to me because they feel like they don't have anyone to lean on or a group or a friend or that they're doing this all alone and their partner doesn't get them. This impacts their emotions and the action that they've been taking. When you don't feel good, when you don't have positive emotions, you don't reach out to others. And then it becomes like a vicious cycle or loop, however you want to look at it. You don't reach out. You don't take action. You don't make connections and you feel disconnected. And then you, you feel bad about yourself. So you don't take time for yourself and you feel even worse and disconnected. But if you are taking action, you can feel connection with the right emotions. We know that action brings clarity. It is the healthy loop that we want to see. So I feel connected to people I've never met in my life. Do I need to know you to feel connected to you, those listening? here, no. I feel connected. I have good thoughts and emotions about you. I think about you often. I act out of those emotions. I am here because I care. I'm here because I want to help you. Get the tools you need in your hands to change your life. And so when we're talking about feelings, emotions, thoughts, and action, we're going back to cognition of the four Cs, the terror process. And I want to map this out with you. So here we go. When we talk about personal connection, we are really focusing on how you think about yourself and your life. It's really about who you think you are and your emotions toward yourself. For me, connection means feeling in alignment with my highest self. It's feeling capable, strong, compassionate, loving, courageous. It's a sense of knowingness and wisdom. Lately, I have been working on ways to feel more connected to myself in light of all of these changes. I didn't want to lose my grasp on me with all the extra work I've added with having a four year old around all of the time. And I'm going to be honest the four year old's much more challenging than the 11 year old. I know if I miss this time, if I feel emotions of burnout, bitterness, resentment, I cannot take at the action I want to take. And I also want you to know this, I'm not going to judge myself for feeling disconnected or bitter or angry or burnt out, but instead I'm just going to focus back on things and take action on things to get myself back in alignment, get myself back in touch with myself. Connection is a state of being a way of thinking about yourself. One in which you regularly turn into your emotional, spiritual, and physical needs and honor them with your daily choices, your daily actions. You listen to your knowing. You listen to your thoughts. You fully inhabit your physical body. You are able to quickly pinpoint what is hurting you, what is hurting your feelings, what kind of movement your body needs when you need some alone time, Uh, and what you are doing in this small moment that fits into your larger life purpose. When you are connected to yourself, your life changes. And I say this, I should say this, coaching is often where we do the deep work of finding your purpose. If you haven't been on the right path and really want to get clear about what matters to you, you do the work to feel, feel fulfilled, I can't say that, feel fulfilled both in the moment and in the big picture because you know you are tending to your deepest needs and this aids in feeling connected. So this is just a side note, like finding your purpose matters. When we connect to ourselves, we are able to create lives that are meaningful and fulfilling. And I want you to think about the thoughts that you have right now about who you are and your life. Think about that skill. How connected to yourself do you feel? How much do you value yourself? Clients often come to me with negative emotions that they feel every day. Guilt, fear, anxiety, insecurity, and most of all, shame. So much shame, you guys. If you tend to think that your life is hard, that your life is unfair, your life is not easy, it's not turning out how it's supposed to be, then you're going to have negative emotions to yourself and to your life. But the most incredible thing is that all of these clients have negative emotions, but they still believe change is possible. They have a desire to love themselves again and feel better again, or otherwise they wouldn't hire me, right? What I teach them to do is what I want to teach you to do. You get to choose intentionally about how you want to think about yourself and your life and how connected you feel. And here's where the tear process will come in. We're going to look at how your thoughts impact your emotions, which impact your actions, which impact your results. And you can start anywhere in this process. And I will teach you how. Let's just dive in, right? Like, why are we waiting? Okay, let's say the result you want is to know and love myself. So that's the R, know and love myself. And um, if you want to see this written out, um, you can go to the Lives of Courage Facebook page, and you can see me demonstrating this. But if it's, it's, I mean, so you are going to write, let me try to describe it. You're going to write Tear, T E A R. You're going to write the T on one line, the E on one line, the A below the E on another line, and the R on another line. So your result is to know and love myself. Well, what thoughts do you have to have to know and love yourself? What thoughts would make you feel have the good thoughts to know and love yourself? So let's go through this. I know change is possible. I am believing that I can love myself. Remember our ladder work? We're not going to go, maybe you can, but most of us can't go straight to, I know and love myself. I am awesome. I love myself. So, like a lot, we have to ladder those beliefs. Again, why affirmations need to be tailored specific for you. Okay, you say, I feel connected to myself. I can feel for myself the way I feel for others. Okay, and I do wanna say this often we aren't able to dive in all the way to having a positive personal connection. I mean, some of you would have no problem thinking you're awesome and that's great, but some of us need to ladder the belief. Maybe we could start thinking that one day, We might think we're great as a good first step or um, just you're just laddering here. One day I'm going to love myself. I'm starting to love myself more and more every day. Okay, and so then we get to the E line, emotion. What emotion would you need to have or want to have? So your emotions that you need or want to have might be care, compassion, strength, love, goodness, empathy, connection. Please note that none of the feelings to get to the result of connectedness um, to self here are hate, despair, shame, pain. You can only work on yourself from positive emotion with hope. And then we're at the EA line: actions. What actions? Do you want to take, do you want to take to build better connection with yourself, to build connection so that you love yourself? You could write down the thoughts you need to have every day, Monday morning and evening. You could take action with activities that make you feel better. You could look at quiet time, stillness, You write meditation, pray. You could have a morning practice. Of course, we'll go through making a commitment to this result, but we're not going to do that right now. Or you can go back to the commitment podcast and review that after you've got the result you're ready to take and the thoughts, emotions, actions that will get you to that result. Okay. Let's, let's say that we know that We get to choose the right result for you, the right, the result you want. So maybe for you, it is making time for self-care even like you get to choose what result you want in your life. I do, I often have a result um, with my clients of loving their lives. So the result would be love my life. So again, let's write out thoughts, emotions, actions. We need thought, What thoughts do you need to have to know that you love your life? So I would say, laddering those thoughts as we discussed, I want to love my life. I believe that life can be amazing. I want to believe that life can be amazing. I know life can be amazing. I love my life. I love the life I'm leading. I'm hoping one day I will love the life I'm leading. And so that emotion is fulfillment, excitement, pride joy. And again, I'm just going to say this. You cannot change from negative emotion. Okay. So the action, how would you love your life? You would, if you're feeling joyful, you'd laugh. You would take less pain in everyday things. You would make choices to fulfill you. You'd say no to things that don't move you, don't excite you. You'd also say yes to things that are challenging because you know that they will bring you the long-term result you need. You are training your brain. You can love your life, but still change your brain to change your life. You love your life so much that you're willing to take hard action to give yourself a life you love. And let me quickly just talk about connection to your body, which is really a big part of your connection to yourself. You get to choose how to think about your body however you want. Do you know this? And you have a relationship with your body. So what is your relationship right now? And I want to be very cautious here because so many of us walk around with scars of disordered eating and of pain and of shame and challenging lifelong messages. And, of course, we now see a lot of body positive messages. messages. I love Lizzo's Instagram account. But, and we and i I watch what I consume. I know a lot of people were are working hard to undo what we've been taught, how our body should look. And I love seeing all of that. But there are still so many of us struggling. like we've we've talked about, In the action training, you have to love who you are to love your reason for changing. You can love your body, but still want changed or to get healthy. And maybe it's not even body image for you. Maybe it's your chronic pain or aging joints or ADHD or feeling that your body has betrayed you in some way. I have seen a whole host of these. I was so angry at my body when I couldn't get pregnant and had to do fertility treatments. I was angry. I was jealous. I was just bitter. I was so angry when I found out I had MS. I was so mad at my brain, a part of my body, when I felt like I couldn't control my ADHD. I couldn't feel connected to myself because I was so pissed off. My thoughts weren't helpful. My emotion was pain. And shame so I want you to take some time to think about what you think what you feel and the actions you take at around your body so the result in the art with the tear process the result could be a healthy strong body or a healthy mind or a healthy relationship with food you pick right The thoughts that you would need to have are I'm healthy. I love my body. My body takes care of me. I choose, I'm choosing to love my body. One day I will love my body. My ADHD doesn't define me. My chronic pain is just pain. I have anxiety, but I'm not flawed. All of these are thoughts you can choose from, right? And so, what emotions do you need to have to have a healthy mind? a result of a healthy mind, a result of healthy relationship with food? Wouldn't it be some of resilience, of strength, of compassion, of courage, of connection, of power? You just think about that. And then for the actions, I want you to write about how strong you are every day, what you've done, um, your list of courageous actions. You can, the action you can take is take a walk. You can exercise. You can eat right. So many choices for action. Remember how you think. What you think about who you are will recreate the life you want. What you focus on, you will get more of. And sometimes, just sometimes, it can be helpful to look outward to, to see others. Here's where it can be easier to use positive social connections with others in turn to create positive connections with ourselves. We've talked about this before. Um, We have to teach ourselves to see us as we see others or to speak to ourselves the way we speak to others. So many times we can be outwardly kind. We can give other people the benefit of the doubt and yet don't have any grace, any understanding for ourselves. And so I think it's really important um, here um, to use some of the tools um, from those that came before us. And of course, Martha Beck is one of my... Well, she's like the grandmother of coaching. If you could call her that, the mother of all coaching, Um, she is incredible. And she has this, you spot it, you got it exercise. So are you ready? Let's do it really quickly Um, or not really quickly. (laughs) Whatever works for you. Um, I want you to think of someone you love, someone you admire. I want you to write down five things about that person, things you like, things you respect, you love, you appreciate. Okay. So for instance, if your list, like, let's say you think of someone and you write, she's smart, she's hysterically funny, she's a light, she's beautiful, she's kind. Is that one, two, three, four, five? That's five, right? okay, you're going to now rewrite this list in the first person. You're going to write the same list about yourself. You spot it. You got it, friends. You're going to actually write, I am smart. I am, what was it? Hysterically funny. I am a light. I am beautiful. I am kind. Self-love is not something that you create overnight. Self-connection takes time. But even just thinking about the concept of believing you're awesome, of believing that you are you have a life of purpose, will start to prime your brain to develop that system. And let me tell you, once you believe you are amazing and are created for a purpose, the whole world opens up for you. And when we feel love for ourselves it's so much easier for us to connect to those around us, which leads us to our next area of connection, social connection. Now I'm going to meet you at the next podcast. I'm trying to break these down. These were getting, um, these um, teachings were getting to be 45 minutes long and No one has time for that right now. Um, So I'm trying to break them up. So we will resume part two of our connection podcast with social connection and why we, we need to feel connected. Our brains are wired for connection, for social connection. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. I hope you all have a great and courageous week. I am so grateful and so in awe of the work you're doing for you being here. And I want you to know that I feel connected to you. Reach out if there is anything you need. If you want to learn more about coaching, again, I've done the hard work on myself. I do not feel any pressure to sell. I just want to tell you about it. Like, just reach out, friends. I got you. Okay, have a great week. Take care, everyone. I'll see you next week. Hey, it's Jessica. I just wanted to quickly, um, before we go, I wanted to invite you um, to start coaching with me. I know that there is so much going on in this world and all we want to do is take control of our lives to feel more joy and more peace. And really what we know is that someone outside of the stories you're telling yourself, someone outside of the narrative and the thoughts in your brain, someone can help you walk through this time. I want to be that person. I would be so honored to help you. We get to create the habits to help us feel good and rewire your brain. And really, you don't have to live in chaos anymore. You don't have to feel overwhelmed. You have the key to your own joy. And I want to help you with the tools to unlock that joy. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm offering individual coaching practices right now with payment plans. You can try this out for one month. So book a free discovery session on my website, jessicastong.com. You can, um, Really just look into what I do. There is no obligation in these free discovery sessions. It's one hour of coaching consult to discuss what we can do together. We can do this. There is never going to be a better time than now. So do this and watch your life change. I'm so excited for you. Um, Again, I can't wait to work with you. And um, if you have any questions, you also can email me at stong.jessica. At gmail.com. dot com. Thanks so much. See you next week.